What's up, party people? It's Blake the Cat Miller here, and I'm joined by always Baki. Baki, how you doing? Pretty good. Are you gonna change that team name, or are you gonna you're gonna keep it for another week? I'm feeling it out. You know what? Okay. The claws are still out. I'm if gonna see go how I do this week with the team name. Automatic change, or well, this cat this cat has nine lives, so I don't know. Oh God. Yeah, but um, like but um. I don't have the soundboard up. I'll get the soundboard ready for next time. All right. Uh, we're here. We're going to break down and look ahead to week three because week three is coming up. Yep. We're all excited. We have some big matchups. Oh, yeah. Um, I big, am, big matchup. I'm excited for Thursday night football, unlike some people. That here. is not a big matchup to me. That is just a gross matchup. Yuck. Why? Why? What's wrong? We had two historic teams here. Yeah, historic. Um, historic. They just, they're just gross. Like, they're... Even I feel like those jerseys, like the clash, like I don't like the Browns jerseys and the Steelers, black and yellow is just ugh. so like Mitch Trubisky against Jacoby Brissett, that that does nothing for me whatsoever. Well, what does something for me is Najee Harris, Nick Chubb. Yeah, that's my fair. boy. You, you Pat do have, yeah, you have. Oh, and Pat, I forgot. Yeah, you have three three big players playing tomorrow. Yeah, so I'm excited for Thursday, but really, I'm most excited is for the week week three ahead because we had some crazy finishes last week excited to see what week uh week three brings we have amazing matchups like we already mentioned so i'm ready to get into them you ready yep let's do it matchup with one of our hosts here Blake Miller taking on the official boys both are one and one however as you can tell Blake Miller one and one fourth place official boys one and one eighth place so that's just based off of points um, I'm actually kind of surprised that someone that is one and one is all the way in eighth that must I haven't really dug too deep at the standings but lead me to believe that we have a lot of, I mean, it has to make sense that we have a lot of one and one teams and uh, only two two and O teams. So, well, this the second uh, Steph, who's also one and one, she has two hundred and sixty eight points. She leads the, like she leads the league in points. So the reason yep. why I'm in fourth, I mean, I'm I'm second place in points. So we just both got bad matchups. Where, so the point disparity between Brian and I is huge, huge. And I'm going to show yeah. it again this week. <laughs> so let's dive into this matchup here. Uh, we have, let's start with official boys. Um, we have, as we know on his team, it's, it's, I feel like most weeks it's going to be Kansas City Chiefs or bust. Uh, we have Mahomes and Kelsey, the, the dynamic duo of them two. Um, but also, as we saw last week, Alvin Kamara was out. Uh, currently, he's sitting on uh, Brian's bench. He is questionable. I believe he returned to practice today in some limited fashion. So we will see if uh, he's able to play on Sunday, which would be a big boost to that Saints offense and also a big boost to Brian's team. Yeah, I think looking at his team, if he can get a classic performance out of Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, that that's really going to pace his team. I don't know what he what you can really get out of the running back core. Even if Al Kamara is playing, um, Mark Ingram's he he showed last week. Even with uh, Alvin being out, Mark uh, Mark Ingram will get snaps. And I think if 
Alvin's not 100%, and they can't trust him to be at 100% capacity next week. Mark Ingram's still going to dive into that. I don't. I want to make the projection right now. Alvin doesn't. Alvin doesn't hit his projections at 15. I think. I think that's 15. pretty high. Um, yeah, I agree. It was especially someone that's coming off uh, an, a rib injury. So you know, any kind of contact that's going to hurt immediately for a running back. So that's mm-hmm. not. That's not an injury that you look at and you're like, hey, like you know what? He can get through it. It's like, yeah. no, you know, that might be a couple hits here or there, and he's going to have to take a, some time on the sideline. And I don't want to offer him to, uh, advice, but if Alvin's good to go, Jake, what do you think? Who do you think he uh, puts to the bench on his, with his re running backs, essentially? Um, I, I do think you need to keep Miles Sanders there, only because Miles Sanders has gotten the ball a good amount, and he might not get you a touchdown. But as we've seen so far this year, uh, first game, he averaged seven and a half yards per carry second game he averaged four and a half and he got 17 carries so you know you have to keep him out of those three um the other two i definitely think it's a toss-up you have rashad penny at home uh damian pierce on the road and against you know both against uh atlanta's not a good defense so i would probably have damian pierce ride pine ride the pine and uh have kamara uh swap out with him okay well i look at my team and I think my question mark going into uh, next week is, is Michael Pittman healthy? That mm-hmm. game against Kansas City. Kansas City, they always have sneaky defense. It gets overshadowed by how good of an offense they are. But they do have yeah. a decent defense. Um, I don't know I don't know their corners on that team. But Michael Pittman, I think he's matchup proof. You put him in no matter what. Matt Ryan has been horrible. The Colts offense has been trash. But... Michael Pittman showed in that week one him healthy makes a big difference. He commands targets. If he um, if he gets the ball in his hands, he's going to make a play. So I just got to hope that he's healthy. That can give you that boost um, with that wide receiver core. Brandon Cooks last week was a little bit of a disappointment, but I'm excited to have him matched up against Chicago. They are on the road. That is a pretty hostile environment, but Brandon Cooks is getting a little bit of an easier matchup. But I think my team's solid across the board. I think Devontae Adams – we had a weird week last week. He only had caught two balls out of seven targets. One was a touchdown. It was a little uh, like pick play at the little screen. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like my team. I think I'm going to learn my lesson this week. Uh, I like my lineup that I have here. I'm not going to mess with it. I'm not going to get cute. I'm not going to look for some stupid defense to uh, mess <laughs> it up. But what do you, what do you got to say about my team this week? I, I like your team too. Yeah. I think Pittman, if he is playing, that's a big boost. Um, they don't really have anybody else to throw to. So, you know, he's going to get points just based off of the targets that, you know, all the balls thrown his way. He will catch those. Um, I mean, tomorrow night is a huge game for you. That's mm-hmm. one game that, you know, it's ugly on paper as far as like, I don't even really want to watch Cleveland and Pittsburgh play. Uh, but for you specifically, those are, that's your, your two top, your first, your, your first two picks. So Najee Harris and Nick Chubb. Oh, I, I apologize. Devontae Adams is one of your uh, first two picks. But your your two top players, essentially, so far this season, Najee and Nick, like Najee has been very much of a disappointment, I would say, this year. Uh, right now he's mm-hmm. ranked 21st as far as a running back. So, you know, it's time for him to kind of turn it around a little bit. Um, he, he has struggled. Let me look at his stats here. Uh, two and a half yards or 2.3 average the first game and 3.3 average the second game. So, I mean, he does catch the ball, caught five passes, 40 yards. Uh, so there's a lot of that with Mitch Trubisky as his quarterback. But I don't like that offensive line. 
Um, I wasn't a fan of him coming into the season. I know they use him a lot. Um, and the good thing though, for him is that he doesn't have any injury designation, so he's good to go tomorrow. Um, you know, there's no setback. So I, this should be a game where he has, he meets his projection and, and he needs to have more than 14 points in my opinion. Yeah. And Steeler Browns games historically have always been low scoring, uh, going, going into tomorrow, we're recording on Wednesday, going into tomorrow over under set at 38 points. Uh, not a lot of offense there. So yeah. I don't I don't expect a lot of offense coming through the air. I think both teams are going to try to establish a ground game. So I'm very excited to see what type of work uh, Najee's going to get, what type of work Chubb's going to get. I feel like in this matchup, that's what I'm going to be expecting the most. Um, obviously, I want the points. It'd be nice if it was like a 50-point spread and offense was flying all over the place. But mm-hmm. I feel out of all the pieces that the pieces that I can get on both of these teams, I have the best two pieces. I have the ones that I think have the the best floor that are going to get a lot of work. It's going to be a lot of running, and I just got to hope. I just got to hope for a touchdown. I just got to hope for a touchdown out of one of them. But uh, I'm going to get. I mean, combine both of them. I'm going to get 50 touches. I think. Which you think you get 50 touches combine both of them? I'll take the under on that. Yeah, 50 yeah, total. I don't. I don't think Nick Chubb only had. What did he have? Seventeen last week. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I I think, I think that this team. I think this game. I I definitely believe like the the over under. I think that's going to be close. I do think it's going to be yeah more of a grinded kind of game. But I wouldn't be surprised if one of these teams kind of, you know, takes off sometime in the game, and then one of the other teams has to catch up by trying to throw the ball around. Mm-hmm. Um. So I. I do think that they, they both need to hit projections, though, because I think this is a game that they should. And I do think Nick Chubb, like we talked about about week two, was he is the, you know, inside the 10-yard line, inside the 5-yard line kind of guy. And I wouldn't be surprised if he has multiple opportunities to cash those in um, at the goal line. So and then I look at a little bit other parts of both these teams. Um, I look at Brian's wide receivers. I'm not sure what I'm getting out of DK and Jerry. I know that Jerry went out last week. I don't know if he's going to return. That would be a big uh, – he didn't practice Wednesday, and it's his ribs as well. So Brian's squad is is as out with ribs injuries. <laughs> uh, Hunter Renfro has a concussion. He's not playing. So Robert Woods, I, I don't think you're going to get anything out of Robert Woods against Vegas. So I wouldn't – you know, I would suggest Brian perhaps, you know, trying to grab a wide receiver on the waiver wire. Um, and I'm not entirely sure he would drop. I mean, George Pickens had all this hype coming into the season. Hasn't really done that much, so I would look for that. For you, Devontae Adams, I think, has a way better game. I mean, he has to, but I think Tennessee's cornerbacks are terrible. We saw what Stephon Diggs did on Monday night against them, Just, and I know that Josh Allen is a far better quarterback than Derek Carr, but I think this is a game where Devontae – um, kind of finds that middle ground that what he did between the Charger game and what he had against Arizona. I definitely think he hits projections there. So um, for a final prediction, yeah, I think okay, you pull Jay, off. Come on. How, how much am I going to win by? <laughs> I do think you're going to win. Um, another person we didn't really talk about was Kyler Murray. Kyler was terrible in the first half last week. And then once he started using his legs, definitely turned it around, had a much better second half. And that fourth quarter was insane. Um, but he is playing the Rams and we all know that the Rams have a fast front seven as far as like their pressure. 
and he loves to escape that pocket. So um, I don't know if he's going to hit his projections at 20.6, but I'll give you the win. Um, I think you will win, I'll say, 16 points. Okay. Yeah, I feel like for me in this matchup, I got to hit – I feel like if I hit 111, if I hit that projection that that ESPN's giving me, I feel like I'm going to win this matchup. Um, I'm going to take myself the win. I'm going to give myself 15-point spread. I think I'll cover it. And man, I want to throw a juicy like pick out right now, but I love Pat Fryermuth. Pat, regardless, Pat Fryermuth's getting a touchdown Thursday. You think Pat Fryermuth touchdown? Yep. All right, you heard it here first. I don't even want to cover this next matchup because Sam hasn't changed her team name yet, but we have to do it because <laughs> we're going through each week. So we have Team Mercier versus the Notorious. Two and zero with Sam. Trey's zero and two. Sam has the lead in terms of his point spread, 111, 111 to 100. Jeez, who's Trey playing that's so low? But we look at Sam's team, Joe Mixon, I feel like he's going to just run rampant over the Jets. I'm excited to watch that game. Yeah, I think this is a bounce-back week for the Bengals. I see them like winning by a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase both going up against that Jets defense. I think yeah. they're both primed for very, very good games. A couple other players I look at: Amon Ross St. Brown has had—is he the number one receiver? No, he's only—he's number four. But I mean, he's I think been, Justin Jefferson still got to be number one. Possibly, I know Cooper. Uh, he didn't really do too much last. I guess week, Cooper so. Cups had two back-to-back weeks, so it's got to be Cooper yeah. Cup. So um, Amon Ra, I think, has a really good game against Minnesota. That's going to be inside the dome, no weather there at all. So I think that he's going to be. You know, over his projections. Um, so is, yeah, uh, I, I, like, wait, I have a quick question for yeah. you. Do you? So she obviously Clyde Edwards Hilaire's fifth overall. He's been pretty effective with his carries. We saw we're looking at week one. He had seven carries, six yards per carry mm-hmm. um, against against the Chargers. He only had eight carries, nine nine per average. Are you worried at all by his lack of involvement in the running game? I know he's been an effective pass catcher. Week one, he had the two touchdowns, but I'm a little worried. I don't know if I'm worried necessarily only because I don't think that offense has ever been a running offense. I don't think they give any of their running backs the ball. So if you can get, you know, eight to 10, eight to 12 carries a game from Clyde and he can churn out, you know, maybe four or five yards a carry, he can catch four or five passes for 30, 40 yards. And then every once in a while, he kind of gets that touchdown. I think you're looking at like, you know, an average of 12 to 15 points coming out of him. Um, in that offense, and that offense scores a lot of points, so that's kind of where you want to be. This looks this looks way better than it has. Um, is this his third year? This is his third year. Correct. Yeah, this is by far the best that he's looked. I mean, I know it's a short sample size, but I th- do think that this is by far the best he's looked in the last two years. Yeah, because I know that I got suckered into betting him or picking him up last year. Yeah, I believe he him like seventh or something like that. Yeah, yeah, soul crushing. Yeah. Uh, speaking of drafting players way, way too high and drafting too many, I, I feel bad. I got to stop harshing on on Trey's team because he's zero two. He's in the he's in the trash heap right now. But I look at his team and how many points do you think Josh Allen's going to get this week against uh, Miami? Forty, uh, fifty? No, I, I think he gets a you know standard thirty one point five. 
That's crazy. That's crazy because it's it seems like that's in the realm of possibility. Now, yeah, I mean, he, last week yeah, he had ahead. 34 and he only played three quarters. He had 29 last week. He had 33 yeah. the week before. And last week, I think he only played three quarters. So, when you look at when you look at fantasy starts, and I know like with Josh Allen, you're going to start him regardless. But do you look at betting lines and see like up uh, team totals when you're assessing maybe no. some fringe players? Nope. nope, not one bit. Hmm. Well, I know that the Bills, that Bills Miami game is going to be the highest, uh, one of the highest uh, point spreads for uh, totals yeah, for this totals. football. So I think uh, if you're looking at maybe fringe players, I know there's some teams out there. I don't know if Gabe, Gabe Davis is going to be healthy, but if you're looking at guys that are struggling in the flex position, um, definitely look for someone on the second, maybe the second wide receiver for one of those teams, or if I have. Um, I mean, geez, is Jameson Crowder still crawling around out there, or is he hurt yet? Um, no, nah, he's still there. Isaiah McKenzie, I think mm-hmm. that Kumaro guy still. And they have just guys that Josh Allen turns into like studs. So yeah, um, you know, what, so one thing would... I wanted to touch on this with his team, we saw with the Bills the first two weeks that they definitely was a focal point to Trey's team and how affected they are with the turnovers and getting points. Are you surprised that right now, looking at his lineup, he's going Bucks over the Bills for starting defense? Uh, no, not one bit. I think Miami has a better chance at scoring touchdowns than Green Bay. Green Bay mm-hmm. is not going to be really starting too many of their. Um, they have no wide receivers. Essentially, a lot of them are banged up, and the Bucks are the number one defense. So, nope, not surprised whatsoever. Feel, you don't. I just feel like uh, going against Green Bay and going against Aaron Rodgers, he gets the ball out quickly. I don't feel like he's going to get sacked that much. And I know with a lot of high-end defenses in fantasy football, those chip one-point sacks are always going to be big. But I don't know. I feel like even though Miami's a little bit better offense, and like I mentioned, it's going to be a higher-scoring game, I still feel like the Bills offer him a little bit more of an ability to cash in on. I, I mean, I'm not sold on Tua yet. I know that last... Last week, that one quarter really showed him opening up the offense, but I still see him as a kind of prone quarterback and throw picks and get those uh, juicy points that you get in fantasy. No, I mean, I will, I'll do a friendly wager with you. I think the Bucks at home against a Bills defense that's banged up, they lost Micah Hyde. They're losing two of their defensive tackles. Ed Oliver's not playing. Uh, they have a corner that's out. So, no, I, I'll easily take the Bucks over the bills whatsoever. I, I see what you're saying about Rogers getting the ball out fast, but who's he going to get the ball out fast to? He doesn't have any, I, I can't think of a single wide receiver right now. That's healthy for him. Sammy Watkins was on the injury report. Alan Lazard was on the injury report. Christian Watson was on the injury report. So you're looking at, you know, having to call up guys off the practice squad. And like we talked about a little bit, if they can stop the run, Aaron Rodgers is going to get just absolutely destroyed back there. I believe last year, let me look at what happened. They faced the Buccaneers last year, and I want to say Aaron Rodgers played his worst game of the season in Tampa Bay. So I, I would not be surprised if if the Tampa Bay Bucks score more than 10 points on defense. Well, I'll take that friendly wager. So last thing with this team, Keenan. Is Keenan healthy? Is he going to be out there this Sunday? Uh, he didn't practice today, but he was limited yesterday. So we're um, – so we'll see. I I I doubt he'll play um, tomorrow uh, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Herbert might not play Sunday either. So I don't know if I would be starting any of the Chargers, um, except for if, perhaps. If, go yeah. ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. 
I was just gonna say if if reports are good, Keenan does play. Do you sw- do you swap him out if you're with Trey oh, for, for Jarvis? Sure. I mean, the, yeah. the the two I would swap him out for either of those two wide receivers. I don't think either okay. of those two, you know, would and and I would I would assume Trey would think that same thing. Keenan Allen mm-hmm. is a very good wide receiver and being able to catch the ball, um, and he's um, Herbert's favorite target. Um, he would be a good target for someone like Chase Daniels too, who's not going to throw the ball deep. Um, so he would do those those short passes. So yeah, I would. 100% start Keenan over uh, Devonta, Smith, or Jarvis. Last thing for Trey's team. Trey, I sent you a text for Kyle Pitts. Please respond. Uh, <laughs> let's go over who do we like. I mean, uh, I'm I taking just Sam. dive into one more person because I do okay, think go ahead. that this person has not done really anything all year, and that's Austin Eckler. He was picked third overall in our fantasy draft by Trey. Um mm-hmm. He is someone that people thought that would be getting the ball, you know, 15 to 20 times a game, being able to rush 70, 80 yards, um, catch five or six passes for 60 or 70 yards and a touchdown. Um, He has been disappointing so far this year, and uh, he is someone that is very vocal on social media and has podcasts and jumps on other people's podcasts, fantasy-related and stuff. And even himself, as he said, like he's just has not had a good start to the season. Um, not efficient. If you look at both of his game logs, 2.6 yards a carry, 2.8 yards a carry. So that's not Eckler. That's not who he has been over the course of his career. Um, their offensive line is banged up a little bit, but I do think this this is a good game for him to kind of jump back into it. I, I will predict I think he gets his first touchdown of the year this week. Okay. Well, that'll be exciting to see. And hopefully – I. I like uh, watching local guys. I like watching, obviously, my Rams and even the Chargers. I got a soft spot for the Chargers, so I want to see their star guys produce because it's just nice to have that little buzz around here. So I already showed my cards. I'm taking Sam in this matchup. I think Sam blows him out. Um, I like Sam's team. I think uh, Stafford is going to be a sneaky pick, I think, in Arizona. Mm. He's got to stay away from that matchup with uh, with uh, Byron Murphy, uh, that one corner. But he's got weapons. I think Cam Akers actually has a good game if he gets his touches again. I think he's oh, going to wow. wake back Found up. Back on the Cam Akers train. I I am. I think I think expectations were really high for him coming uh, to start the season, but I think as the season progresses and he gets back into this offense, I think he's going to be good. I don't know. I love this game for the Rams. I think they're going to blow it out. I think Stafford's going to have a great game. I think Sam seems going to win this one. Yeah, it's hard to pick against, or it's hard to pick. Trey in any matchup right now with both of his wide receivers being out and Kyle Pitts kind of being a big bust right now. Um, I do think there are some players on Trey's team. We talked about Josh Allen, Eckler, I think the Bucks defense, they all have really big games, but I think that kind of offsets just mediocre games from someone like Devonta Smith, someone like Jarvis Landry. I think Zach Ertz probably meets his projections and Tony Pollard, Against a, a decent Giants front seven, um, you know, he's still one of the, the top handcuffs, or I guess you could say 1Bs in the league, but you just never know what you're really going to get. Um, but, yeah, I think there's there's players on Sam's team that ha- they have that high ceiling to where, like, they they can – I can see them easily going off, like a Jamar, like a Joe, like an Amon Ra. So I think this matchup is going to be close, um, but I, I'll give it to Sam as well. 
All right, so one of our sneaky matchups of the week, we have a Shane quarterback sneaks against Rum Runners, Ronnie B. Nick, uh, five against six, so they're pretty even on the year right now. Um, we have an interesting matchup in... We both noticed that someone added a quarterback. Um, so Aaron Rodgers is looking in the rear view right now and seeing... Carson Wentz's ugly face kind of just... <laughs> I think he's a good-looking guy. Uh, mm, you know what? Let's uh, This this episode, we'll, we'll have Carson Wentz's face as our... Uh, as our as profile our picture? Yeah, as our logo, just to show episode. how ugly okay. he is. Episode, okay, we can do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, what what do you think? What stands out to you on Nick's team? Well, obviously, just the the what you mentioned with Carson Wentz on the team. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers hasn't been able to produce at a rate that Nick... Um, is obviously accustomed to. to. Yeah, yeah. So, I am the I'm in the belief that if he made the decision to go get Carson Wentz and put him on his bench, he should be starting him this week instead of this matchup mm. that we touched on with Green Bay Tampa. If I think Carson Wentz, yeah, he's got a tough opponent with Philly. We saw how dynamic they have been on defense, but I think uh, Carson Wentz outscores Aaron Rodgers this week. That's my prediction. Okay. Um, everything else on this team, it's, he finally. He finally made the decision to take Robbie Anderson off the starting lineup. I don't know why he's still on the bench. I don't know what you're waiting for. So I'm glad that he did that. Um, besides that matchup with with Tampa, that's going to be affecting Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones. He's got a solid team. He's got a really good team. I like Brown's defense uh, Thursday night against Pittsburgh. I think that's going to be a slog of a game. And there's not much I can really say. There's not much I can really say. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I think a lot of these matchups are, are tough. I think mm-hmm. Rodgers and Jones, they both played Tampa Bay, who has the number one defense fantasy-wise in the league. And honestly, just them and the Bills have just the top defenses. But Aaron does not play particularly well in Tampa Bay. Um, I agree with you. I think he has less points than Wentz. I don't even think – I don't even think he hits 10 pan- fantasy points this week. I think he – he had three in the first week. I don't think it's going to be that low, of course, but um, I'd be surprised if he gets, you know, over 12 points. Um, I, I think he has a very low week this week. And I look at someone like Christian McCaffrey. The Saints run defense is one of the best in the NFL. And so I, I and he didn't, what did he have last week? 14 points. So he's averaging um, around four, 13, 14 points. Um, I'd be surprised if he hits over 100 yards. They don't really throw him the ball anymore that much out of the backfield. I mean, four catches a game is nice, but you know that's not the Christian McCaffrey that we're used to. Um, so I think with Baker, I don't think they're really using him the right way. And you look at someone like Tyreek Buffalo. That that's a good matchup in the sense that it's probably going to be a shootout, and Tyreek has been awesome to start the year. Um, but Buffalo does have a decent defense, and then someone like Scary Terry. I think Darius Slay showed last week that if he's on Terry McLaurin, scary Terry. I mean, Darius Slay shut down Justin Jefferson in their Monday night matchup. So I, I'm not too sure. So I think he's got a lot of good players, um, but their matchups are, are kind of strange this week. Yeah, my gut feeling with the whole Christian McCaffrey thing is it's kind of weird, but like when I've been poking around on Carolina games and I'm watching Baker kind of command that offense, that guy's fearless. And you'd think years past when he had uh, – some of the the iffy quarterbacks, the more the check down quarterbacks. Baker's looking downfield as soon as he snaps the ball. Like Baker's looking to move the ball forward. And I feel like Chris McCaffrey under 
other different quarterbacks kind of got the benefit of the doubt of shaky offense, not as much weapons outside. Quarterbacks were quarterbacks that he previously played with were more reluctant to just doing those dump offs. I don't know. Something with Baker. He's just he just he's not interested. He's not interested in just doing the the safe safe approach. I think Baker's fighting for his job um, with obviously Sam Darnold right behind him, which is crazy to think like you're fighting for your job with Sam Darnold right behind you. But you can just tell Baker's offense and his command of that offense. He wants to push the ball forward, and it's definitely hurting Chris McCaffrey. But still, you got a hurting, solid floor. I think it's Go hurting ahead. the team. Like they're zero mm-hmm. two. Like they yeah. they haven't won a game. So if it's not working, like you need to get your best player involved. I don't care. And that's I think that might be one of the knocks on Baker is that he's a he's a me kind of guy. Like he's not a mm-hmm. team kind of guy. He's like, I'm just going to do what I think is best for myself and the team and not look at like your very best player. You need to give the ball to Christian McCaffrey 20 plus times a game, whether it's rushing or it's or you're throwing the ball to him. So and even more than that, to be honest, like 25 to 30 like touches just so that he can just be used in open space because that guy can make anyone miss. So. Um, yeah, I, a lot of weird matchups for Nick where I can see this either being a very solid week or just a week where barely breaks like 90 points. Mm-hmm. Um, let's head over to Shane's team. Um, your favorite Jalen hurts taking on the commanders this week. Um, I look at his team and I see just how we talked about how like Nick has a lot of good players and just tough match matchups. I see a team that has a lot of like juicy matchups. Um, Jalen Hurts against the Commanders. I think he hits that projection. I think he has another just amazing game. I can see a rushing touchdown for sure. I can see 50 yards rushing. I can see 250, 300 yards passing, maybe a couple touchdowns. Um, Justin Jefferson, I think that he goes off against Detroit. I see an, I see a 30-point performance from him, to be honest. I can see it getting that high. Uh, Debo, I, I'm not sure if Patrick Sertan is playing. Uh, he's like... Probably their only really good corner. Um, but if he doesn't, I can see him having a really good game in Denver. He's got Jimmy G back, who we saw last year, how they used Debo with Jimmy G. And they didn't – I mean, Trey Lance only had one in a, one court, one game in one quarter with Debo. Um, but Debo being used um, in this offense I think is huge. And then I do like the Eagles defense against Washington only because I do think Carson Wentz is turnover prone. And I think the Eagles have a very sneaky good defense. I feel like whatever whatever tier you put Debo in um, when you were drafting the start of the year, if you obviously he wasn't in that top bunch with like the Devonte Adams, the Cooper Cups, and mm-hmm. just well Justin Jefferson. Um, I feel like you're, you you got to put him a slot higher. So wherever you wherever you viewed him as a fantasy outstand fantasy outlook for him with uh, with Trey Lance. Now that Jimmy G's in the fold. I think he's just the next step better. I think he definitely benefits from having a little bit more steady hand, a guy that's going to sit in the pocket um, with all the injuries, with all the, I don't know. I just, something about my gut is telling me that if I was a Debo owner, I am ecstatic with this news. I think going forward, I think he's that top five wide receiver, top five wide receiver weekend, week out. Um, I think even with the tough matchup with Patrick Sertan, if he's in or he's out, I think we go back to seeing that type of offense that was just overwhelmingly including Debo in the offense and where he's out in the backfield a little bit more. I think mm-hmm. his, he had about five, six, uh, four carries last week. I, 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 he's amazing. He's amazing. And I think having Jimmy G's back, we're going to see it too. And 
we have Irv Smith up there. We know George Kittle is going to be back too. I would love have adding him back to a, a Shane's team. Not leaving many holes. Not leaving many holes. James Conner got banged up a little bit, but that guy's tough as nails. You always worry about him when he gets that first injury of the year. It's always a lot of nagging injuries. It seems like you're mm-hmm. checking the injury report with him. I'm a little worried about that, but um, he's not going into this week with any injury. Uh, with energy, uh, any energy. In, why can't I say it? Injury. There Thank you. Go. Thank you. Jeez, I'm just excited about this matchup. This is a great matchup. <laughs> and, Tough um, six-letter word for you. Yeah, it's a great matchup, and uh, I think I think Debo is going to be the difference maker. He's going to be the. He's going to be who's going to pop this week. Okay, uh, so is it safe to say you're picking a Shane? I'm, yeah, I think I am. I think I didn't really dive in or even notice how tough of matchups uh, Nick's team has. That Tampa Bay matchup, um, that New Orleans matchup with Christian McCaffrey. I think I still think he's going to produce. I think he'll scratch at that projection line, but. Yeah, I think uh, juicy matchups for Shane's team. He's got great players. George Kittle coming back really completes his team. So I'm going to take him with the win. Yeah, I agree. I think I think I've picked Nick to lose both matchups. So mm-hmm. uh, it's, I'm not trying to. I think Nick has a good team. Um, I will say I would like that quarterback position to get fixed, um, but I, I do like the rest of his squad. Um, I think we touched on Darren Waller last week, saying that he's a touchdown or bust kind of guy. Um, to be mm-hmm. a productive tight end. And so last week you saw it. He had a touchdown. He had six catches for 50 yards, 14 points, which is crazy to think that a tight end who had, was it 20? He has 24 points this season, and that ranks third um, and tight ends. So that's so uh, bad. That's, 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 that's so that's, bad. That's very bad. Um, so I'll, I'll take a Shane as well. Um, I think that I think when you have Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, and Debo, I think those three, and then you kind of fit in other guys that do produce. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those three guys are going to go off for a combined, I'd say, 75, 80 points. So when we record these podcasts, we're usually it's pretty late at night, and I'm getting pretty tired. Jake, do we really need to go over this matchup? <sighs> Unfortunately, we do. Unfortunately, we have to number 10th place in the league, Phil Okamoto, show me the Quan. 0-2 against number 7th, or sorry, 7th place, Phillips, Bubble Butker. Yeah, we, we do have to unfortunately go over this. I see Phil starting Falcons defense. Yeah, so we just loaded up the uh, the box scores here, and we, were, we like to just kind of sift through and talk what we're going to talk about. Um, and so we were both just instantly, I think we both said Drake London. Oh, you know what? Nice play. Like that's, that's a, okay. I like it. And then our eyes just went directly underneath Drake London. And we both went the <laughs> Falcons defense. See, I was confused. Cause I was thinking that I was like, Oh, Drake London. And then I was like, man, they normally don't spell out the name of their team that they play for like right underneath <laughs> it. But that was the defense. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, look, fantasy football is all about taking chances when you think, you know, you are going to outsmart people. And last week, for instance, Blake thought he was going to out and he outsmarted himself. It's true. Um, I did. I, I don't, I could see this being one of those moves to where I understand Phil has been playing the Colts defense the last couple of weeks and they have looks terrible without Shaq Leonard, uh, who's been out to start the season. 
Um, but is there really an, nobody else besides the Falcons' defense on the waivers? I'll, I'll look it up. Um, is there anything you like about his team while I so, look that up? I mean, yes. So Phil does have a good squad as far as, like, premier names. So Dalvin Cook, Saquon, Stephon Diggs, T. Higgins. Like, those four players get you points every single week. Um, I do think they're one of these weeks they he is due to have them all click. And I think he's trying to, he's struggled with finding that so far. I believe last week, like Dalvin had a just an off game. I think he only had yeah, he had five points last week. Saquon only had ten. But you had Stephon Diggs have thirty nine and T. Higgins have sixteen. So you had the um the, the wide receivers go off, but the running backs were kind of eh. And then the very first week, Phil, uh, Dalvin Cook, and Saquon, you know, they combined for 42. And then you had Stephon Diggs get you 25, and you're thinking, oh, nice. But then T. Higgins only got three. So I think one of these weeks, those four guys will go off. Um, and he's got to hope that it's this week. But I will say, sorry, you you were going to look up. Yeah, so the top three available in terms of projections on defense, mm-hmm. we have the Bengals um, playing the Jets, Panthers playing against New Orleans, and then the Giants playing against Dallas. Those are against all. Rush. Yeah, we know yeah. Phil doesn't uh, was not going to pick the Giants. He's not going to root against his team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like maybe the Jet or the uh, Bengals. Bengals. Like the Bengals defense hasn't really played too bad. I know they're only they're twenty third in ranking, so it's not great. Don't do but it, I mean, Phil. That's what burned me last week. I picked the Bengals. <laughs> but I mean, even the team that if the Falcons are playing, like the Seahawks defense are ranked seventh right now, and it's at home against an Atlanta team that like they don't really have any great weapons. They've been consistent. Seattle has as far as as fantasy points, eight week or eight points in the first week, nine mm-hmm. points in the second week. They even gave up twenty seven points um, to the Niners last week. They had a block kick and returned it for a touchdown. So, you know. Maybe a maybe a team at home, but I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure I like this play by Phil. Um, you covered Phil's team pretty well, but the only note I want to talk about is Tyler Higby. I've seen it with the Rams offense. There could be weeks, multiple weeks, where they hyper-focus on Tyler Higby. Usually a lot mm-hmm. of the time when the offense isn't really clicking and they need to start moving the ball, Tyler Higby has always been a reliable hand. Mm-hmm. Um, usually I feel like come middle of the season when the offense is kind of humming and hawing, Tyler Higby goes to the wayside. He kind of rejoins the blocking scheme and really mm-hmm. helps out with the, uh, the development of the pass. So I like his pickup because he was a way better tight end than Taysom Hill was his week one or week two, whatever he did that. So it was smart <laughs> that, that was he went after him. Though. That was short-lived. Remember last week he did drop whoever – or drop Taysom Hill and then he played somebody else. I don't remember who it was, but we I think we bullied him out of playing Taysom Hill. Yeah. Well, regardless, him spending a little money to get Tyler Higby is – is a, a upgrade obviously um i just know that the rams offense it could be hot and cold but i mean he's tight ends are tough to get right now there's not a yeah. lot of good tight ends and, there's far worse and if you look at his stat as game log so far he's averaging 10 targets a game which is i feel like a really good number for a tight end mm-hmm. so I, I think that's a good pickup we, we, we want to touch on really quick before we go to phillips's team phil's big pickup of the week um, spending, I believe it was $40, $35 for Tua. So Phil finally got his quarterback. Uh, he had Trey Lance the very first two weeks. He saw Tua drop six touchdowns, you know, 400 yards or whatever it was, or close to 500 yards uh, against Baltimore's defense. And so he's going 
throwing him in the fire from the, the start, going up against Buffalo. You think he gets back to – you think he hits that projection at 18 points? No, I don't. You don't? I think – no. I think Buffalo is going to smack them in the mouth. I think it's going to be a game where um, there's a high point total there. I, I just don't see Buffalo offensively or defensively how they can be stopped. Uh, that pass rush with Vaughn Miller has been incredible. I think Ed Oliver is still out. But they look dynamic. They look dynamic, and until I see more than one quarter from Miami, I I don't see Tua hitting that number personally. Okay, so let's go over to Phillips's team. Um, some players it's, on here. Yeah. That, so for instance, the very the one that I always look at first is Derrick Henry, and I remember the beginning of the season, um, you know, saying Derrick Henry one of my favorite running backs. You know, he's bound to have a good season just based off of who he is, but he has struggled a lot. He's looks and slow, dude. I don't even, he, he looks slow, but I, I just think that team, I think that team is not, is, I don't, I can't see that team getting back to what they were the last few years. I think their offensive line has just been absolutely terrible. Ryan Tannehill is not good. They lost their, they traded away their best wet or their, their best receiving weapon. So I I don't know. I, I don't know if Derrick Henry is someone that I can rely on to get over 15 points a game anymore. I feel like their defense, too. They had, was it like Gene Autry? And like they had such a dynamic Did defense. that Gene Autry, the old-timey Angels owner? Uh, I maybe They had some guy named Autry on their, on their defense. You like one of their pass deal. rush. Let's, let's look. I know they had Justin Simmons. They I had, hate this game. Yeah, see, I like the... To call you out on these random uh, Gene Autry, Danico Autry. There you go. Yeah, They're, very close to Gene. R.I.P. Gene Autry, uh, ex Angels owner. Well, they had a guy named Autry that. Well, what my point was is that their defense. I remember last year was like because I remember when they played against the Rams. Yeah, they Jeffrey just Simmons had, a, had like two interceptions, and he's like mm-hmm. defensive end. Yeah, they had they had a really good defense that stole a lot of possessions, kind of got uh, the opposing offenses off the field quick. So I feel like that was a benefit to the offense. But yeah, this offense just looks brutal. Uh, not having AJ Brown as that possession guy mm-hmm. to push the chains and give uh, the offense extra possessions, extra uh, time on the field to really to really give uh, Derrick Henry the time to wear down the other team's uh, defensive line. I think, mm-hmm. I mean, for 13 carries, that's that's going to do nothing. No matter how powerful, how much of a, a Derrick Henry's will can, he can oppose on the defense, 13 carries isn't enough. He needs to get to that kind of mid, mid, and I guess low to mid, mid-20s that I feel like you always see late in games where he has that big pop um, mm-hmm. in like the third quarter. He hasn't had the time to do that. He has looked slow. He hasn't really looked that explosive. Um yeah, I am worried about him. I am worried about him as an if I was one of his owners, but still, he's I I feel like he's good enough to scratch that projection. I don't know. Um, it'd be interesting. We're at week three. This is the time where if you had questions about some of your star players, this is when you start panicking a little bit. You may look at, hey, do I need to move this guy? But looking at his team, Russell Wilson stinks. I don't even want to cover him. He needs to do something. Um, my question is, as a Rams fan and like people watching the Rams, is Jalen Ramsey good? Because when I look at Hollywood Brown and potentially that matchup with him and Jalen, like I wouldn't even be—I'm not even scared anymore. Like I would be worried about uh, uh, Hollywood getting shut down in this matchup, but 
man, Jalen's looked off. He's 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 let up a lot of. Uh, I mean, he played Stephon Diggs week one, but even mm-hmm. against Drake London when he was matched up with him last week, um, Drake got his fill. He had a great game. Um, Hollywood's I think a little bit better, higher class of a receiver than Drake London. I can still see him getting his points. Logan Thomas is a touchdown, like he's the epitome of a touchdown uh, tight end, but he has been featured in this off- offense this year. And Logan Thomas, when healthy, even in years past, pretty dynamic tight end. He's an athletic guy. Um, he's going to get your points. <sighs> it's just Russell Wilson at this team. I like I like his team. I love Swift. I love Brown. I love AJ Brown and and uh, Hollywood Brown. Russell Wilson, can he? Can they figure it out? Is this the week that the Broncos wake up? Nah, I don't think so. Not with San Francisco as the defense. I think San Francisco plays him, you know, harder than the Texans did, harder than the mm-hmm. Seahawks did. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I don't think that is not a good matchup for Russell Wilson. Um, you forgot to mention someone who I know you you correctly pr- uh, predicted them last week. With it, let's let's get your weekly Allen Robinson. Uh, let's let's do this every week. Let's have you predict if Allen Robinson projects hits his projection or or uh, has a better score than somebody else on the other side. Hmm. Well, Allen Robinson should have had two touchdowns last week. We saw definitely in the red zone where they plan to use Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the Rams are going to be flirting around that end zone. I I feel like the the Rams boat boat race Arizona. They have struggled. Uh, in years past, that first game against the Cardinals kind of figuring out how to contain them. I feel like the defense, in terms of the pass rush, is all there from last year. I feel like the defense isn't going to change. Um, Allen Robinson this week does not his hit his projections. That's my that's my gut. My gut's feeling under, that. I'm saying it's an under three. Yeah, okay. I don't. I think for him, it's really t- it's really going to be touchdown dependent this year. I feel like he's that weapon in the end zone. Um, but I just think overall as a team, uh, I feel like the running game is going to really get there, uh, this weekend, Cooper cups, that Cooper cup, uh, Murphy matchup is going to be huge, but you can't stop him. I don't know. Sometimes I worry when, when they, when the Rams are playing an inferior team that the big guys like cup, I think the running game is going to click. I think they're going to get all the love. I think Allen Robinson really is going to shine when it's a tough matchup. It's a tight matchup. And he's that second option. He's that second corner or maybe like a safety's on him. And he takes advantage of those matchups. So I don't see this being that that big with showing for him. So I will take the under on his points for projections. Right. So under on the Allen Robinson, 9.3. Um, but in this matchup, does Phil get his first win, or does he continue to be 0-3? No, I think he's going to continue to be an 0-3. I like Bubble Butkers. Um, I like I like DeAndre Swift. I know, um, yeah, I like Swift. I really think I really think that Hollywood Brown has a good game here. I think uh, the offense for the Cardinals is going to pick up. They were such a dud last week against the Niners. I I think they'll pick it up. And I think Hollywood's going to be featured, even if Jalen's on him. And I, I'm going to, I'm going to take Broncos, Broncos country to win this week against San Francisco. Their corners for San Francisco are not good. Their pass rush is insane. Um, I think this is do or die for Denver. I think they figure it out. I think win healthy, win, win all intact. They are the better team. So taking Bubba Butkers. Okay, I'm, I'm going to take. 
Phil as much as I want. So if you're listening to this, if Phil loses, we already like looked this matchup up. If Phil loses, he is 0-3. And if Trey loses, he is 0-3. Oh, yes. They play each other week four. So all of us as a group collectively, and if you're listening to this, we're rooting for this, right? 0-4 against 0-4. That will be our matchup of the week next week. So we, Sorry, 0-3 against 0-3 in, in week four. Um, so that's what we're rooting for. However, I do think Phil is going to have players that, that do have really good games. I think Tua does hit his projection because I do think that even if they're down, we saw this last week, even if they're down by three scores, they're still going to be throwing the ball around. So unless he turns the ball over a bunch, I still think they throw it. I still think Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle will you know, find the end zone, um, maybe just one of them, but they'll have some open space to where they're going to run around. Uh, I do think Stephon Diggs has a really good game per usual. He is the number one wide receiver. I looked that up in fantasy. Um T. Higgins, I think, has a good game against the Jets. And I, I don't think the Falcons' defense is going to come back to bite Phil. I could be wrong. I can't see Geno Smith really throwing that ball around and putting up a lot of points. Um, but I'll take Phil in, by eight points. Phil by eight. Going to do a fr- friendly wager? Um, nope. I'm not going to – not wagering anything on Phil's team. That no, is not- I wanted, no, I want to do two, uh, two of Russell Wilson points. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll do that. Friendly wager. All right. So Jake's got show me the quan. I got Bubble Butkers. I who cares about this matchup? Just <laughs> let's dive into our matchup of the week. Baki, Steph. We got the number one team yes. that's just getting lucky every week with just minimum scoring <laughs> against them versus <laughs> the best team in the league. Steph, uh, number one in points. What a matchup we got here. Matchup of the ages. We have... Oh, hold on a second. You just said what? that minimum points. I played you last week, and you just boasted about how much points you have scored the entire year. Looking at the matchup, we have Justin Herbert versus <laughs> yeah, Lamar that's Jackson. I that's what I thought. Uh, what, do we, what do you expect out of Justin Herbert is this week? Uh, I expect the same, to be honest. I think uh, they said today that he practiced in limited fashion, um, but I think that he... He's just going to have to ride out that injury. And I. it, it depends on – Jacksonville's defense has been very good the last couple weeks. Um, I think I read a tweet. Uh, shout out to Mina Kimes. She's a ESPN reporter, really good. She was tweeting about how Josh Allen, the defensive end for Jacksonville, has been like one of the best edge rushers all season. And so – that's a little alarming because they are a little banged up. The Chargers are on their offensive line. Uh, their all-pro center went out for the game. Their right tackle, who um, you know has been has been good so far this season, went out in the, that Chiefs game. So I am a little concerned that Jacksonville has some guys that that can beat the the backups of the Chargers off the line. Um, and Herbert's not going to be able to move too quickly in the pocket or kind of run around. But I do think that he is good enough to be able to show like what well, we saw that very last throw in that chiefs game, like absolutely insane accuracy. Um, you know, so I, I do think that he has 20.6, I think is right around where he'll get. I don't see him, you know, getting 25 to 30. Um, but I do think uh, he'll hit a right around those projections. I think just Justin Herbert's one of those unique fantasy uh, football quarterbacks where, 
so many of the so many of these quarterbacks rely on the the running ability, the touchdown. Um, Justin Herbert in the pocket alone, if he's throwing, he's dealing, he's playing his game. He can compete with any quarterback in the league. So I think if yeah, he can come like, into the game healthy, then it's like an easy three hundred yards for him. It's crazy. Like it just mm-hmm. you'll look at halftime and you're like, oh wow, he already has like two hundred and twenty yards, and it like yeah. doesn't even feel like it. A lot of that too is because. There are times where he'll just give it off to Austin Eckler and just give little passes, and Eckler turns five-yard gains into 30, 35-yard gains. So um, it will be a very interesting game. I do think that is going to be much closer than what the line is. I think it's like minus seven right now. Um, Mm -hmm. I do actually think that's going to be a close game. Um, But for Lamar, I saw today he's dealing with an elbow injury, which kind of popped up, came out of nowhere. So I am interested in that, and... Having a player, one of your best players, going up against the other team's quarterback is always a very interesting dynamic, right? So, like, for instance, I have Mark Andrews, who's one of the best tight ends in the league when mm-hmm. it comes to fantasy and just in general. She has Lamar Jackson. So trying to steal those points off of her, um, specifically because, you know, catching touchdowns are two points more than throwing touchdowns. So... I'll be really rooting for Mark Andrews to to kind of go off because I understand that if he's going off, Lamar's going off, but I still kind of get those extra points. Well, and vice versa. She's she's going to be rolling out Mike Williams on her end, and we know Mike True. Williams is a very boom, boomer bust uh, player. We saw it last week, him being mm-hmm. involved with Keenan Allen being out. You're going to be – it's going to be fun and exciting seeing both sides of the coin, uh, being able to cheer for one and boo the other, but I, I always love that. I hate for playing sure. against it. I hate yeah. seeing it last week with Cooper Cup, uh, watching my Rams play and uh, cheering when he scores, but then checking the uh, checking yeah, the fantasy he's score. He's good for a solid twenty-five every week, though. Yeah. That guy is just something else. Yeah, um, and I, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna t- dive in a little bit more on her team, her three running backs. I mean, we we have talked, you know, ad nauseum about this of like how good those three running backs are, and to have Javante Williams as your flex is pretty damn good. Um, but the thing about Javante is when is he going to have that breakout game, right? Like mm-hmm. when are we going to see him have, uh, you know, 20 carries and a touchdown right now? He, he has points without touchdowns, like 14 points without a touchdown. And I know only last week he had nine, but like we talked about the Denver Bronco offense struggling mightily. Like he needs to get into the end zone. They need to give him the ball in the end zone. I hope they don't, but one of these weeks, they're going to figure it out that you're going to have to give your most dynamic player the ball every once in a while. But um, yeah, I, I am a little bit worried about Leonard. I saw David Montgomery dice up the green Bay Packer uh, rush defense, um, but he's, you know, limited and with a hamstring. So I, I think it's like veteran rest. Yeah, it, it could be very much could be, could be, but um I think this is an interesting match. I'm still let's look flip it right back to my team really quick. Like I don't know what I'm getting out of CD Lamb still. Like I <laughs> I am very much just kind of trying to get through these weeks until Dak comes back. Um to hopefully he can try to I think he had thirteen or fourteen points last week. Um mm-hmm. so I, I only had eleven, but he had seven catches for seventy five yards, which I mean I'll take, especially uh, Cooper Rush as his quarterback, but um I think this is going to be a very interesting matchup. Uh, what else? What else do you have on yeah, here? Yeah, so one note I wanted to make: uh, Najee Harris. This is just an example. Najee Harris stunk 
last uh, last week. He had like 11 points, but he was still top 12 running back in terms of points. So I think when we look at performances around the league, I mean, your point on Javante Williams, um, we haven't he hasn't had that pop or last week you're kind of waiting for that big game. He's still 15th in terms of ranking for a running back. So in terms of an average around the league, he's still producing at a higher than average clip than most teams have. So I think she she is showing that she's still getting a decent amount of points. She's still above the pack with those three running backs. I think she'll be fine. I, and on the flip side, I feel like what's really winning these, these first two weeks are just high end wide receiver play. I think that's uh-huh. why you're in first place. I look at your uh, position ranks. CD lamb's been a, a disappointment, but your top two wide receivers, Cooper cup, third rank, Cortland Sutton, 20th. Um, you're obviously two and L and then, I mean, we can add Mark Andrews in that mix, too, as a tight end. He's pretty much a wide receiver. He's number two. The pass-catching options and the explosion the first two weeks have really solidified who the top teams are in this league. Uh-huh. Um, Steph's one-on-one because Mike Williams laid a goose egg uh, week one. Yeah. Um, Jalen uh, Waddle, I believe he had a touchdown week one, but obviously it was nothing compared to what his week two was. Um, she really showed that um, she has really showed in these first two weeks live and die by those wide receivers so if if she can get the middle ground of what um both of their performances was if they can if she can get something a little less than that too and she Mm -hmm. can keep the consistency that she's been having with her running backs and running backs have been relatively low scoring for these first two weeks i don't i don't see how anyone can beat her yeah i'm trying to think who did she lose to first week Um, let's look let me look she lost to. This is not good podcasting, but. All right, here she lost to Phillips' this team, one twenty three mm-hmm. to one twelve. Um, looking back at that, Phillips had DeAndre Swift, AJ Brown go off, and yeah, I mean she had Mike Williams with two points. Um, across the board, I mean, one hundred and twelve points or one hundred and thirteen essentially isn't that bad. That's actually like I feel like that's a good solid. You kind of yeah. want to get in between the 110, 120 to give yourself a really good chance to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know she got Jonathan Taylor had twenty five points, Leonard Fournette had fifteen, Javante had fourteen. So you know if she has a boom from one of these players, for instance, like last week where Jalen Waddle had you know thirty plus points. Um, yeah, I and, don't think you beat her. I don't think I don't think anyone can beat her because. Like you mentioned, her her low, her low on that first week um, was one twelve, and I feel like she can easily get that week in week out in terms of just the base averages for her players. Yeah, if she were just to have you know Mike Mike Williams get her you know twelve points, and then perhaps the Cowboys had one extra sack, then she would have beaten Phillips. So, um, yeah, I do think she has a tough team. I think this is a tough matchup for me as far as. I am trying to wait out some uh, teams to see if we can get any trades going because I do know that my bench is not that great. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's more of just I'm going to have to play my squad, which is fine because I'm 2-0 and I scored the third most points in our league. So um, I don't plan on you know switching anybody around. Um, but when it comes to this matchup, I am going to take Steph – I think she does beat me. It gives me my first loss. Um, and then that would, you know, throw her up to probably first place in the league. 
Yeah, I agree with you. I'm, I'm giving it to Steph. I think Lamar has a great game. I think, I think Mike Williams has a great game. I just, she, someone on her team is going to just dominate. And I feel like there's, oh, there's someone on her team that's always just going to blow their projection out of the water. So I have to take her. I'm going to take her hopefully by a landslide. Hopefully by a landslide. I will say I don't think my prediction for this game or for this week is Steph wins. But I think that Lamar does not have a good game. I think Lamar has a uh, under 20. I say under his projections, which is 23.6. I'm going to go like $5. Lamar outscores Justin Herbert. Uh, no, because I if Justin Herbert was healthy, I would say sure, but uh, I'm gonna go under Lamar Jackson projection. Uh, but I do agree with you. I think someone else on her team uh goes way above way way above projection. Wimp. Well, congratulations, you made it to the end of the podcast. Now you get the fortune of listening to second edition of Baki's Bets. Here is Jake Baki. Welcome in to the second week of Baki's Bets. Now, if you listened to me last week, 3-0. and That means that you won three bets and you lost zero. Although I think the producer slash host of this show to, uh, turned the Baki's Bets in a little late. So perhaps you couldn't get the Thursday night matchup. I believe I said the Chargers under. But if you did take Sunday's games, I believe... I had the Detroit Lions to win, and I cannot remember the second game that I guessed correctly, but that one hit as well. If it comes to me, I'll let you know. This week, we are going to go back to three games as well. Um, Two of them in the 1 o'clock slate and one of them in the 10 o'clock slate. So let's talk about the two at the 1 o'clock slate first. The Green Bay Packers against the Buccaneers. This game is just riddled with injuries. I believe both teams have a lot of their wide receivers out. Um, Both teams are reliant on the run game, however. So I do think they're going to be running the ball, uh, both teams. However, I do like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense to shut down Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon in some capacity. I think it's going to be a really tough game for uh, the Packers to move the ball. And I do see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers having an easier time Running the ball last week, if you watched that Sunday night game, uh, David Montgomery had a hun- over 100 yards on, I believe, around 15 carries. Um, so he diced up that Packers run D. I can see Leonard Fournette just absolutely dominating this week. So give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home, minus one. Um, in the desert, we have the LA Rams facing the Arizona Cardinals. Now, the uh, Los Angeles Rams dominate the Arizona Cardinals. I believe they're 7-1 and one against the spread, their last eight games in Arizona. i like for that to continue. I do think the Rams have kind of started off slow as far as their defense. Uh, the Bills are, are a wagon, so you know they're going to score their points. But the Atlanta Falcons surprised the Rams a bit on how much they could score. But I do like the Rams to kind of you know get that comfort level against a team that they know quite well and a quarterback they know quite well in Kyler Murray. I think the Rams... Come back this week. They beat the Cardinals by more than three and a half points, which the line is at. 
take I will take the Rams minus three and a half. Now my last pick of the week. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go with this pick. I I have been questioning this pick all week long, and this one stinks to me. This is a stinker. I'm not sure why this line is so low, but the Kansas City Chiefs minus five and a half against the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts have been one of the worst teams in the NFL this year. Matt Ryan looks like a shell of himself. I believe Michael Pittman is still questionable. He could play, um, which would be a big boost to the Colts, and that might drop the line a little bit. But the Chiefs have had extra rest. They played on a Thursday night game. They've had a week uh, or longer to prepare for this. They're going to the Colts, who just gave up 24 points to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They gave up 20 points to the Houston Texans. I can see the Chiefs scoring 30 easily, and I just don't see Matt Ryan coming close to that. So give me the Chiefs minus five and a half. So the three picks for Baki's bets this week, we have the Kansas City Chiefs minus five and a half, the LA Rams minus three and a half, and the Green Bay, or sorry, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus one.